Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following presentation is brought to you by HaHaJK.com. Hooray for Hollywood! Hooray for Hollywood! You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood! Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. It is Thursday, November 1st, 2012. This is episode number 11. My guest today is a very good friend of mine and a talented actor by the name of Ryan Rotman. What's up, Ryan? How's it going? How's it going? Good. I'm glad to be here. I know. Welcome back. You've been out of town for a little bit. Yeah, like three and a half, four months. Three months. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, awesome. Before we get started, I just have to mention uh, the hurricane on the East Coast. Uh, it was a hurricane, and then it got changed to a superstorm named Sandy. That name's been in the news all week. Uh, was it, it like Frankenstorm or something? Well, that was like the Halloween media uh, spin on it, Frankenstorm, because it did hit Halloween. Halloween on the East Coast is now Monday, November 5th. They changed it for just this year. Oh, really? <laughs> Not forever, yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah, Governor Christie, so like my nephew is going to go trick-or-treating on Monday oh, cool. instead. Um, so I'm from New Jersey. All my family's in New Jersey and New York, uh, so I've had the East Coast on my mind all week. I was glued to CNN for the first couple of days. Uh, they're actually still without power and running water. They've been, like, checking into hotels and going to friends' houses. It's been crazy. I grew up going to the shore and just seeing the boardwalks and the piers and everything destroyed has been it's been devastating to see. Uh, there's a city in Queens called Breezy City that was just destroyed, like 100 homes. Um, so, yeah, I just watched it unfold. And it, not only on the news but on Facebook, my friends on the East Coast were posting pictures of everything that was going on. Their, their cars were floating down the street in New York City. I mean, I've never seen anything like it um, yeah um so that's been on my mind all week luckily the worst is over but what's scary is you're watching the news on the east coast and it's like it's gonna touch down you know it's like full moon and high tide and it's coming it's coming and then you lose power so the last thing you hear is like it's about to hit and then you don't see the rest of the news you just sit there and wait you literally have to go back to like the a.m oh yeah broadcast i don't even know if you can i don't even know if people can get that because unless they could like battery operated yeah radios. but like the people didn't have phone service or the ipads and the iphones everything we've become so dependent on i heard a lot of people were going to uh like convenience stores or fast food restaurants to plug their phones yeah in and actually in new york city wherever the, the news cameras were set up people would go to where the news cameras were and plug in oh. their phones just to get charged but on a lighter note, um, I said it's uh, <laughs> November 1st. Uh, this is one of my favorite months because my birthday is November 4th. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night I'm having a big birthday party to celebrate. It's my 33rd birthday, so the theme is 33's Company, which, fun. <laughs> which is my favorite show of all time. Uh, so it's a 70s theme. Uh, I'll talk about that on the next podcast. And another thing I love about Thanksgiving, uh, November, is Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. Is that one of your favorite? Uh, yeah. I mean, Christmas is my favorite. Yeah. Just the time of year. and Right. But, no, but, but I Thanksgiving love Thanksgiving starts great. that. Yes, absolutely. Holiday yeah, You buy the tree the next day. Right. Oh, you do? Yeah, usually. Oh. Uh-huh. Go look for one. 
so it just doesn't stop from Thanksgiving to like New Year's. Yep, it's constant. Um, I'm excited. I can't believe it's that time of year again. I know. Um, so also because it's November first, that means yesterday was Halloween. Ooh, scary! This is the longest <laughs> Halloween ever. Oh yeah, that I remember. I mean, it was six nights because LA gets very into Halloween. Yep. There's a party so, every night. There was a party every night. People, if it's on a Wednesday, you would think maybe they'd wait till Wednesday, but no. they started Friday before. Yep. So it was, and I do Bootsy Bellows Friday, Saturday, Tuesday. So people were dressed up Friday night, a little bit, a couple people. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, we did like the official Halloween. Yeah, I did a fun party on Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday, uh, I went to a couple different ones. I went to one at a place called Poor Vu, which was uh, Michelle Branches. And then did you go to the Matthew Morrison one? Oh, did you go th- but with, we didn't. Uh, with Savage. Yeah, Ben Savage. Yeah. He and Michelle Branch are friends. Yeah. He was the first guest on the show. Really? Actually, you're linked to a lot of the previous guests. So as their names Probably come up. Probably almost all of them. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, and then the Matthew Morrison party was at Lore. Were you guys there? Uh, no. I was, oh, at that point, I was done. too beat. Yeah. And then Monday, I took a break. Tuesday, it came back again. And then Wednesday was actual Halloween. Halloween. Um, so we did something very interesting yesterday. We did. It was really fun. Yeah. My guest last week was Lance Bass. He is moving into a new house today. So yesterday yep. was his last day in his old house. It was completely empty. All the furniture has been moved to the new house. So he turned it into the most elaborate uh, haunted, haunted house, house I've ever seen. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. Yep. And he has all these actor friends and writer friends. So everyone's very creative. So they were all um, different characters scaring people. The so, name of it was Scare the Shit Out of Kids. Was that the name of it? I thought yeah. it was the Toluca the House whole, of the I Dead. I mean, that's what it said at the front <laughs> right. door. But his emailed everyone said... Let's scare the shit. Right. Kids. And there was a line down the block. The area he lived in uh, until yesterday is uh, Toluca Estates. And I wrote on Twitter that I think it's the trick or treating capital of the world. Because I think it's number five most visited oh, on streets Halloween? in Halloween yeah. in the U.S. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was a mob scene. There were lines down the block. Um, so I thought we would get Lance Pass on the phone to talk about how yesterday went. Let's do it. Lance, what's going on? It's Brett. And I'm here with uh, Ryan Rotman. Ryan Rotman. What's going on, guys? How you doing, buddy? We're doing good. Good. How was your How was your Halloween yesterday? Oh my <laughs> gosh! I've been planning this Halloween for quite a while because I've always dreamed of you know, building a haunted house, right? Um, but never really had the opportunity to do it. But since this year was the only year that I had an empty house because I was moving, built the haunted house, and it was way better than anyone ever expected. Absolutely, so we scared the crap out of kids. It was, but not even just kids; adults too. Yeah, actually, the adults got more scared than the kids. Yeah, yeah, the kids are, like, a little more carefree. They knew it was fake. The adults were like, what is going on here? I think I made a grandma cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. There was a lot of tears. There was there actually were. someone peed their pants. Yep. That I heard. Uh, and there was a lot of poop in their pants, too. Come on. <laughs> that's not confirmed. Oh, yeah. That's oh, not yeah. confirmed. After, like, 40 minutes, you would smell this kind of, like, poop. <laughs> like, someone pooped their pants. Well, there was a guy, there was a grown man dressed as Cookie Monster, and he came out and he said, C is for crap my pants. That was his joke as he left the house. Wait, so could you sort of explain to everybody, because you were on the show last week, but we didn't get even a chance to talk about Halloween because we had so much else to talk about. But um, explain sort of where this idea came from to to turn your house into a haunted house. Uh, Well, you know, I was moving. um, I had to move across town, and so it just so happened that my house was going to be completely empty, and I had the house until today, November 1st. Um, And I don't know. I just, I've always loved Halloween, and I've always dreamt of of building a haunted house because it's my favorite thing to do is go through haunted houses, and and it just fit perfect. So I asked all my friends to, you know, come over and 
and help build it and do whatever they wanted. And every, you know, you know, our friends, they, they go all out on everything. Yeah. It was like a big brother. If we can. Exactly. Really I know. I didn't, out. I didn't think anything crazier could happen at your house except that big brother weekend. And then you guys topped I, it with this insane haunted house. I know two weeks in a row. I've had the two best, <laughs> Like weeks of my life. Yeah, I mean, you were really in character too. Tell, explain your costume. It was a good costume. Well, you know, I we had a room, a Dexter kill room, but we yeah. also made it kind of like a, an insane clown asylum type kill room. Yeah. Um, and I had to kind of manage the whole entire thing, so I had to dress up, um, clown-ish, but then also very zombie because the rest of the whole house was all zombies. Yeah. And then I had this hazmat uh, outfit on top of that. And I mean, yeah, even around. it was it was freaky. Even the expression on your yeah. face was very in yeah. character. Like you were not messing around. It was funny because you looked you looked so scary, and then you'd walk around and be like, "Is anybody need new water? Are we good?" <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. yeah. No, it was just you know, that's, uh, you put a little dark makeup on your face, and it's funny how easily you can scare people. And the funny thing is, no one knew who the hell I was. Right. Yeah. No uh, one knew who anybody was. was. Which is even, it's my favorite day of the year because I can go anywhere and no one knows who you are and you can just be whatever you want to be. Right. Yep. And Jamie Sigler was the girl from The Ring. She was hanging that was pretty through cool. your window in the living room, which was turned into a TV, flickering TV. And she was just <laughs> hanging in there, scaring people. I mean, they had no idea it was her. It was great. I know. That's, that's my favorite thing. You know, I had Jamie Lynn, you know, coming out of the TV. <laughs> Yeah. had all these different, you know, celebrities on there. We even had, like, you know, Victoria Justice was scaring people uh, in the maze at the end. And just if, if those nine-year-olds ever knew that she was actually yeah. them, who was behind the mask. Right. So I, I had on the Scream mask, um, and I didn't realize that it was going to scare people so much. I was like, oh, this is just a scary mask. But people would scream, like, blood-curdling screams. It was crazy. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, everyone's afraid of that Because that's, that's the but worst my nightmare. my favorite was Jamie's. Jamie Lynn's uh, boyfriend, Cutter, yeah. he, I think, had the best time. Uh, he was in the, the dark maze at the end, and yeah. he had his big old accent. I mean, he was, I went through it a few times just to kind of get the feel of the, the haunted house, yeah. and he scared the crap out of me yeah, every he was, single time. Yeah, he was the it. last person you would encounter, and yeah. you'd run out screaming. Um, yeah. Ryan, what was your, yours was like a clown mask? What are it was like the mask from The Strangers. Oh, right, The Strangers. Yeah. Which is creeping oh, enough. Yeah. It's like a very happy face. But oh it's yeah, just so creepy. Um, Lance, <laughs> I actually recorded so I yeah, could play great. it on the podcast. Kids walking through the house. So I'm going to play this really quickly. Let's see if this will. If this oh will nice. <laughs> oh my god, that's real kids. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Help me. I mean, it was a success. I mean, it it sounds like a roller coaster, like they were on a roller coaster. I mean, seriously, I, I saw such bad parenting last night. Uh, <laughs> I mean, these parents, would, you know, would go through this. Well, first off, they were more scared than the kids most of the time. But right. then you'd have these kids that, I mean, sometimes they're three years old. I mean, little kids. Yeah. And they're screaming. I'm sitting there talking to one of the parents in the middle of the haunted house because, you know, a couple of them recognize me and want to take pictures in the middle of the house. <laughs> right. So I would stop and take a picture, and like the, the kid is screaming the whole time because he's scared shitless of me. Right. And you know, and the, the mother's trying to take a picture, and then he doesn't understand what's happening. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw some really bad parenting last well, night. Well, we should say that there was an emergency exit. So it, so there were two parts. There was the house. You would go through the house, and if you couldn't take it after that, you could leave through a side gate before going into the garage, yeah. which was part two. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah, use that, that exit. 
Yeah, we, we put the Wimpy Kid exit um, <laughs> up there kind of as a joke, you yeah. know, to show people like, ooh, this is gay. But half the people that went in like, last night used the Wimpy exit. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, it's crazy. The bad parenting is like all the kids were so scared after coming out of the house. They'd be like, I don't want to go through the rest. I don't want to go through the rest. And the parents are like, no, we're going. Oh, my and God. And they would drag them through. But, I mean, <laughs> as many bad parents, there were, it, it, there were a lot but of good Halloween, parents. You know, yeah, was, there were a lot of people fun. having a good time. Yeah. I don't want to make it like we traumatized no. kids. No, and that's what, we wanted to, that's what we wanted to do. You know, it's like growing up, uh, you know, Halloween was my favorite holiday. I loved going around the neighborhood, especially yeah. when you were at that cusp of a little too old to go trick-or-treating. Right. So I wanted to... I wanted to give a few experiences this Halloween, you know, to the kids. One, for, like, the little kids' first big scare, and are going to remember that the rest of their life. And I wanted to give something to the kids that maybe this is their last trick-or-treating, and this could be their last hurrah with their friends. Yeah. We could have possibly changed a lot of people's lives last night. We could. Just because now they're going to grow up differently because they'll be scared of everything. Or the opposite. Now they can handle more. That's true. We we helped people. Yeah, we we helped people. people. Now they're not scared of anything. Oh, that makes you feel better. Yeah, that's the way I spin it. Um, sure. But also, um, Heather Enkeny was working the door. She was also in a hazmat outfit, greeting people at the gate. Um, and she thinks she let in about 10 people every minute for three hours. And so that's yeah. 600 an hour. That's 1,800 people. people. Do you think 1,800 people came through the haunted house yesterday? Is that possible? Oh, yeah. I mean, we had at least 1,500 people go through that yeah. thing. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and they could have been more. We just had to stop it because uh, – you know, everyone was getting tired. I mean, four hours of, of scaring, scaring our people. Half the people's voices were gone. Right. I, you know, everyone's just so sweating and just, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. As much as fun as we're having, I mean, it really is taxing on your body. Yeah, I think the strobe lights were getting to people. Yeah. For uh, too well, many. that too, yeah. I felt bad for people in the, the last maze, you know, where you were Ryan and, and Cutter. Because, yeah. you know, after 10 or 15 minutes of that, I mean, you start feeling like you're going to have, like, an epileptic seizure. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And so. I saw some cool people come through. I saw Robin Thicke. I, I think he oh, came really? through. Yeah, Julian McMahon, Brooke Burns, uh, this director, Gavin, oh, yeah, Gavin O'Connor. Of... Yeah, and I felt bad scaring them. Like, I could see Brooke Burns through my the eyes of my mask, and I'm like, I don't want to scare her. She's You're cool. Like, yeah. And she was like, please don't scare me. Uh, it was, But they, you know, I, I think adults had as much fun as, as the kids, which is which is what rare. made it even better. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a family oh. family affair, um, and so your neighborhood's like or was your old neighborhood now, but it was it's known for its trick or treating, right? Yeah, it's uh, the most visited neighborhood in California. Uh, you know, for trick or treaters, they closed down the streets, and I mean, you're talking about tens of thousands of kids just you know running everywhere, and it looks like you're in a movie, it like a total movie it scene. Did. Shot. Yeah, they closed the yeah. streets. Didn't your neighbor spend something like five grand on candy? I think more, right? I don't know. I mean, didn't they, you're, didn't they give out like fifteen thousand pieces last year? Well, that was the other thing with this house, though. Like, they, at the yeah, end no, of at the end of the haunted <laughs> house, they'd be like trick or treat, and we'd be like, "No, you like, got your you got, you got, you your, got your trick." Yeah, <laughs> there are no treats. Yeah. At, there are no <laughs> treats at this haunted house. Um, uh, so, Lance, now are you already thinking about next next Halloween? Oh, we're doing this next next Halloween for sure. Absolutely. I mean, this is going to be an annual tradition, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I won't I won't have an empty house, but. I'll just go rent a house, you know, that, you know, <laughs> someone's trying to sell and right. uh, do it up. I mean, this is going to be an annual thing because this was way too much fun. Yeah. You know, when you can never – how many times can you say, oh, yeah, I made someone poop and pee their pants? <laughs> Hopefully never. Well, now you, can, now you can say at least one day a year. Um, also, Lance, one more thing before you go. Last week on the podcast, I forgot to mention that you are one of the voices on Handy Manny, which is my nephew's favorite show. Um, 
So I was wondering if you could, before you go, just do the voice of Elliot, your character from Handy Manny, so I could play it for him. Oh, uh, <laughs> Elliot. Oh, my God, I haven't done Elliot. We haven't filmed one of these in, like, quite a while, but it's like, hey, man, it's Elliot. Yeah, that's <laughs> Excellent. And the, the funny thing is, the first time I ever did Elliot, my first two episodes I had to go re-record because they said I sounded too stoned. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's not good. They're so oh. like, yeah, it sounds like Elliot's getting really high, so we had to go back and, like, Make him not a stoner. Wow, yeah. Maybe in the in the future episodes when he grows up a little bit, he can go that way. Yeah. Uh, well, thank Hell you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Lance. Yesterday was awesome. Thanks for having everybody over. And um, now we can all oh. say we, like, ran a haunted house. I mean, I never, uh, I never no, thought I'd well, be see, able to say that. I, I'm just glad everyone got to experience it. I knew people would have a good time. And the great thing is uh, our friend filmed the whole thing, so we're going to have yeah. amazing footage of it. Oh, yeah, Ryan Fox filmed yeah. the whole thing. That's yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah. I forgot about that. People were so into it, you didn't even realize there was a camera filming. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. Enjoy awesome. your move. Thanks so much, Lance. Good luck with the move today. All right, man. Talk to y'all later. Talk bye to you later. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Okay, now, before we get into the life story of Ryan Rotman, uh, something I like to do here is review the list of the top five movies at the box office because a lot of people come to me for movie recommendations. Uh, so if you've seen any of these or you want to see any of these, just chime in. Uh, the number five movie in the country, in its first week of release, just in time for Halloween, was a movie called Silent Hill Revelation, which made $8 million. I have not seen that. It kind of looked like um, um, Pan's Labyrinth a little bit. Did it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I didn't see the movie. But well, I'm thinking, is it a sequel? There was another Silent Hill, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm picky about scary movies. Oh, yeah, me They have too. to be like a certain kind of scary movie. Yeah. I can't do like the gory ones. Um, number four, another movie released for Halloween Paranormal Activity 4, which made $8.5 in its second weekend for a total of $42.5 million. Uh, I've actually been meaning to see that one because I've seen the other ones. And they already said they had time. They already uh, got the five, yeah. five ready. There's going to be a Paranormal Activity five. every October for the yeah. rest of our lives. It's like, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> Saw. They Saw, yeah. They did like seven or eight, yeah. So there will be many more Paranormal Activities. I will see that one. Um, third one is another Halloween theme movie. Every movie's Halloween. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Animated movie in its fifth week made nine point four million for a total of one hundred and thirty million. That's a after so many paranormal activities though. Is it is it not? Then this is it's not paranormal anymore. I was thinking it's that I was. Act, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. Like with the name, I thought this exact same thing when I was putting like this together. It keeps happening to everyone. Right. Like, I was oh, like, okay. I wonder if it'll ever change the name. <laughs> I know it starts to become the norm. Yeah. Um, number two movie in its first week was a new release called Cloud Atlas, which made nine point six million, which I haven't seen. I don't know. I'm not I'm that. Either. I'm not that eager to see it. I don't know. What I want to see it just because I have no. Do? I, I don't know what it's about. That's why. Yeah. There's nothing the like hooking me to see like, it. I know net, like the commercials kind of don't do it justice right. of what the movie's about. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what it's about. And it's like, has this cast, but in the interviews, they're all saying they're not really in it that much. Well, Tom Hanks does six characters. Yeah, He's six Halle Berry, people. Susan Sarandon. Yeah. I mean, eventually I'll see it, but I'm not like running to go see it. Yeah. But So that only made 9.6 in its first weekend, and they're saying it's kind of was a disappointment because it cost over $100 million. And so as soon as that news gets out, like people didn't, I've talked about this on the podcast before, like the general public didn't know box office numbers or care that much until maybe the last like, 12, 15 years, mm-hmm. like, with the internet. So people are more savvy about, like, oh, it didn't do well. I'm not going to go see it. See it yeah. Which well, never used to happen. It used to just be word of mouth, and you'd give things a try. And now it's, like, it gets, like, a mark against it if it doesn't make as much money, right. which is Well, it's which also a problem, too, because of all the storms, like you talked about earlier. Yeah. Oh, right. All the 
uh, AMC's I know are closed. All the theaters oh, are yeah. closed the over East there. East Coast. East Coast. So numbers and people out seeing movies is yeah. Another movie that came out this weekend that people will still find for the next month. Fun Size, which is another Halloween movie. Um, so yeah. So I mean, people have a lot of catching up to do in the month of November. And the number one movie I haven't even gotten a chance to talk about this yet on the podcast because so many other things have guess. come up. Do you know number one? I'm, I'm guessing. Okay. Argo. Argo. Yep. But it wasn't. It's been out for three weeks. Um, but it that. finally reached number one. Well, it was in, like, select cities, and then it didn't reach number one until the third weekend. Oh. But it's my favorite movie that's out it right now. It was great. It was fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Loved it. And I haven't even had a chance to talk about it on here, and I do want to say that uh, – um, in a couple, in a, like a month, oh no, actually it's November, this month at some point I'll start doing like Oscar predictions and stuff, but definitely going to be nominated for Best Picture. It was great, it really held the theme of so the 80s. So good, 70s. 70s event. Yeah, well actually no, the, 80s too. 80s, yeah. Well do you know the date that it all started, it was November 4th, 1979, which is my exact birthday. birthday. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So yeah. I always knew growing up that the day I was born was the first day of the Iranian hostage crisis. And when you look up like your, the date you were born... And so I always knew it was the first of 444 days. So to see a movie about it, you're right, though. It was 80s because it, it became yeah. – I was only in it was the just, 70s for a month or two. It was, it was like three months they were there, right? Yeah. yeah. No, and then um, – but the the rest of them were there for over a year. Okay. But um, not to give away the ending. I guess people could look it up. But um, bleep yourself. <laughs> you're right. So in the movie, what I liked about it was not only is it the history of what happened in Iran, but – it has this Hollywood movie. It's a it's a movie within a movie going on at the same time. Which could have been cheesy, but it wasn't at all. Right. It yeah. worked. And it was a, an interesting way into this serious story going on in Iran. It was, like, accessible because you're watching this movie within a movie. And for people who haven't seen it yet, um, basically, in real life, they pretended that they were making a movie and that they were scouting locations in Iran. And so that they could, and Yeah, and that they were Canadian, right, so that they could get in to save six of the hostages who were hiding out at the Canadian embassy. And what was so interesting about it was they had to, they had to like fool the whole world into thinking that Argo, which was the name of the movie, movie. was a real movie. So table they reads table reads, casting, yeah. posters, um, storyboards, and then they went over to Iran and scouted locations. I'm making air quotes right now, um, <laughs> but uh, they scouted locations and and to save these people. And I won't give away what happened. I mean, you could look it up, but this was all classified information until 1997 when Bill Clinton released it, yep. and then Ben Affleck made a movie. But I think Ben Affleck could be nominated for Best Director, win Absolutely. Best Director. I was so blown away by it. And at no point did you ever think it wasn't the 70s um, or 80s. 80s. <laughs> yeah, and 80s. No, um, the way it was shot was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Stay true. Great, great movie. So if you haven't seen Argo, see that. Uh, it made $12 million in its third weekend for a grand total of $60.5 so far, and that's one that's just going to keep making money till till the Oscars. I'm going to throw um, a prediction out there for yeah. a documentary, which I saw. Oh, really? Well, I was in Austin, which was fantastic. It was What's called that? The Imposter. Really? Oh, wait. Is that um, it's about the, the kid who came back and pretended? Got miss, went missing. Yeah. He was like eight, was gone for like seven years. Oh, yeah. Years, I see that. And then all of a sudden, he's they, they find him in France or um, I can't remember what, what country it was. And they bring him back and there's... I mean, but not, the parents, I'm not giving anything no, away. No, but the parents, but like, desperately wanted him to be the son that they lost, but it wasn't. it was some kid, some, some actual adult who was posing as this young kid. It's crazy. Um, Impostering, and, you know, but I don't believe him. It's crazy. I got to see that. Is it that was, coming? So it's in theaters? So it'll be, it was when I was, like, two months ago. Okay. But it was, it was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I got to see that. Yeah. I've heard about that. Um, let's talk about your work, Ryan Rotman. Okay. Let's talk about you. Um, so, so people have background info. I talked to Lance last week about how I met him. It was, uh, I met Lance in like 2006 and we had met on a project I had written, a TV pilot called The Island, 
Yep. So then when I met you in 2007, I remember um, I was doing a weekly dinner party on Wednesday nights at a restaurant called Prime Grill. And yep. Lance brought you one week with a group of friends. Yep. And I remember he introduced me to you, and the first thing he said was, he was like, this is Ryan Rotman. We've got to cast him on the island. That was like the first thing out of his mouth. Yep, and I, I remember, remember you were very polite. You stood up, shook my hand. I was like, this kid's so nice. Um, he and, must not be from here. Yeah. Where'd he come <laughs> from? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and we, we stayed friends. And um, then my friend Aaron Cairo, who was also a guest on the podcast, yep. he was episode six. He... Um, he then did a web series that I produced, and then he needed an actor to play his best friend, and, yep. and you ended up playing the part. We got you in there, and then that was, like, probably 2008, maybe. Mm, I don't know. That's a while ago, huh? Yeah. And then 2009, I directed a short that you were in with Ben Savage. Yeah, Mr. Savage. Called Closing Time. And yeah, you and Ben fun. didn't even know each other until the table uh, read, right? I feel like you'd yeah, seen each other yeah, at auditions seen each and other, stuff. But yeah, we, we, but yeah, we weren't friends like we are now. Yeah. And he actually came out to visit me in Austin. I know. Well, for, for the Austin City Limits, Limits right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I like that too because I remember you met at the table read, and you have to like in a couple of days you're going to play best friends, best friends film, yeah, so and then yeah, you hung out and you bonded that weekend, and then anyone who watches Closing Time will believe that you guys were really yeah, it was fun, best friends. that was really fun. Yeah, that was a good time. We'll talk about that on the timeline of your career. So tell everybody where you're from and when you moved to LA. What's, what's um, the story? I was born in Danbury, Connecticut. Right. Oh, East Coast. Yeah. Um, and then moved to Texas. When I was like two, so I'm pretty much from Texas. Right, hence the manners, uh, southern yeah. manners, yeah. <laughs> and the y'all all the time. Right. Um, yeah. So gr- went to Houston, grew up in Houston, and then around sixth grade, fifth grade, moved to a town called Lufkin. Okay. Which is pretty small. Right. Between Houston and Dallas. So what was that like to go from big town to little town, big was, city? Right. Yeah, it was weird because my best friend still to this day lives in uh, Houston. And we were neighbors. That's how we, we grew up since we were two together. Um, but it was, you know, it was an hour and a half away, so we could at least we could still drive to see each other when we got our, when we finally got our licenses. Right. Um, it was weird. It was, you know, I went from a huge town to a town of six fifty thousand, sixty thousand people. Right. Um, but it was great. You know, it's just like Friday Night Lights every Friday. Right. That's football. what I picture I mean, when I think. It was crazy. And yeah. we, our um, school went to the state championship. And uh, when my senior year, and the whole town went. It was at the Astrodome in Houston. So the, um, we got a ton of buses, and the entire town of, like, I think it was, we had 35,000, not the whole town, but, you know, 35,000 people from <laughs> right. our town went, right. which is, you know, pretty much half the town. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it was really cool. So it was really camaraderie. It was a cool town like that. Yeah, I yeah. think in New Jersey it was more, people were more into soccer Probably. than football i mean houston i mean yeah texas, texas obviously. football's life yeah scott porter was on the podcast too talked all yeah. about friday night lights shooting yeah. that it all links it was, together which is crazy too because him and then michael b jordan who's also right. on friday night lights two good friends and um our entire crew worked with them on friday night lights which one for lying for the line game oh okay yeah ah, in texas yeah. interesting um, so then when – did you do plays and stuff in, in high school? No, or? my high school didn't have a theater department really? whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, so it was all – all the attention went to football. Oh, so if football, you didn't yeah. play football, you didn't get much attention. No, well, I was on the baseball and golf team. Oh, right. So, you Other know, we got, it, we got attention. But, yeah, um, yeah football, was, football was king. Um, you know, and going from Houston, the metropolitan city, to Lufkin, a country city, I went from, you know, riding go-karts and, <laughs> and stuff like that to – to dirt bikes and and um, 
uh, roping. But could you sort of be more of like a big fish in a smaller pond? Did that work or no? Like, because yeah. if you're in Houston, maybe it's a smaller fish in a bigger pond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had our close friends. We had, um, our group was called the Tripod. There's three of us. We did everything together. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who came up with that name? <laughs> Other My people. buddy Matt. He was one of the three? Yeah, Matt and Brian. And uh, yeah, so it was great. And then I went to Texas Tech, which uh, is where I started doing theater. Okay. So you I finally did a, I did a couple of plays it. there. And had you always been interested in it, or it just sort of yeah? Came since up? I was a little kid, I always had the, you know, the big, um, what's the movie? Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future oh, camera, yeah, of course. Yeah, had that camera. I was always recording and making videos and yeah. practicing in the mirror. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But sometimes, you know, everyone who's who's been on here so far sort of says, you know, when you grow up far away from Hollywood, it just seems so far away. Oh, it seems you're like so how am I going to pull this off? Absolutely. Yeah, and. Um, Started doing the theater in, in college and just absolutely loved it. Yeah, even though theater and film is completely yeah, but different. It's, but but it, it, yeah. it starts the wheels turning. Exactly. Interesting. And uh, yeah, but was it acting or because you were? Did you like producing and that kind of stuff because you were working the camera and, or no? It was, it was acting all just was the yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah. Step being someone else or you know just pretending. Right. Uh, and then I think my sophomore junior year, I came out to L.A. by myself. Didn't anybody. Um, for the summer to go to New York Film Academy. Oh, yeah. And did that for a summer. And while I was out here, I became really good friends um, with a guy named Scott Budnick. Oh, yeah, I know Scott. Yeah. And uh, who worked? I knew that. Him and Todd Phillips, yeah. you know, our producing oh, yeah. partners. Yeah. Well, now everybody knows they did The Hangover. Yeah, The Hangover. But before that, Old School. Old School, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, Road uh, Trip. Road probably. Trip. Yeah. Yep. And wow. uh, how'd you guys meet? The Oakwood. Really? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about that on here, too. Yeah, I lived no, at Oakwood, too. What year were you at Oakwood? Oh, man. Well, what year did you graduate college? Cause it was I didn't. I quit my end of my junior year. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, so what year was that? So I graduated high school in 02. Okay. So, so I was probably, probably 04. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I started interning. So I went back to school. So we missed each other at Oakwood because I did it 02 and 03. Yeah. I was there for like a year, probably. Was Scott Budnick living there? Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, he was he was doing something with his house. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, for people who don't know, Oakwood is where you go when you're new. You just here. get yeah, the new kid in town. So you go there. It's furnished, corporate housing. So you don't have to buy any furniture yet. You don't have there's to commit pool, to like a year lease. Yeah, there's a all on this Actually, all on location. There's a pool, two pools. Yeah, two a pools on either store, side. Yeah, you don't um, have to leave. A hairstylist. Yeah, I went. I went a to laundry the laundry department. Yeah, there crazy. was a, there was an enterprise rental car on site, yeah. and I, you know, and I rented one. Yeah. I rented this white Nissan Altima. That was so, my car until I shipped it out. And met so him wait, there. So how then, long? How long were you at Oakwood? What was your stint at Oakwood? Well, there for the, the summer. summers. Yeah, and then. Um, he said, instead of coming, why don't you just come back and start interning for us during the summers? Wow. So I did that and worked on Starsky and Hutch in old school. Um, not acting, just, you know. Right. That's great. But it was pretty much just hanging out. Yeah. You that's know? good exposure. Working in the office was playing cards yeah. with Todd. And but that's a lot of it. People don't realize, like, a lot of time on set or in pre-production or anything, there's so much downtime yep. that it just becomes bonding with the other people in the crew. Yeah. There's and a lot so, of waiting. Yeah. There's a lot of waiting around. But what happens is people just want someone cool that they can – have lunch with yep. and hang with in all that downtime. Yep. So you just sort of have to hit it off with people. Your personalities just have to click, and you suddenly realize, wait, they want me on the next thing too. Wait, they want to give me a part or whatever, you know, sort of happens. So it's just and, th- and because of be that, that's how I met my manager and um, through Scott Bunnick. Yeah, through you know, the people met with him, and somehow it all you know all came back together. I never knew that. Met my manager, and uh, he was like, you, you know, you have to be out here. 
what yeah. you want to do. So right. I went back to school and talked to my parents. It was like, I'm, I'm moving to L.A. Yeah, that's a big you know, decision. All I knew were – only people I knew were them and a few people I met out here during the summer. Right. And uh, moved to the Oakwood. <laughs> moved back to the <laughs> Oakwood. Moved back to the Oakwood for a little while. I did the same thing. And, uh, <laughs> and now here I am, yeah. Same manager and everything. So that was 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How'd you meet Lance? How'd you and Lance pass me? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I don't know either. I don't know. I know I met you I know through Lance. I've known him pretty much since I've lived here. Yeah, I would say probably that whole time. Yeah. Um, so when so now you move out here, and when do you make the transition from Oakwood to an apartment and that? Probably like eight months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You know, trying to get – Oakwood's great, but definitely can – keep you preoccupied of not doing what you should be doing but also there's volleyball courts yeah yeah but it's also um i think you have to uh, you have to make that transition as quickly as you can because then once you have the apartment for the year at least yeah you realize like i'm here to stay whereas oakwood always sort of feels temporary absolutely and you don't own the furniture and stuff and you're living out of your suitcase so it it doesn't yeah it feels transient so it's like you know, you need to make that move. I always tell people that when they come to L.A., I'm like, don't just crash on someone's couch because you won't have that need to get the job and pay your rent and get a car. It's like you need sort of that you hunger. Yeah. yeah, and if you're just crashing on a friend's couch, you know you could pick up and leave at any time. Anytime. So um, so I was out here doing that. And yeah. My first – actually, you'll appreciate this. My yeah. first audition, which was definitely should not have been, <laughs> yeah. was for X-Men. X-Men 3? With Ratner. So I was probably there. You were probably there. Wait, was it for um, I mean, the Ben Foster role, Angel? I think so, yeah. I bet it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Every actor in town tried out for that. Yeah. That's but I was so in front funny. of, I mean, I shouldn't have been there. Brett, no, but that was 2005. I mean, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was definitely, if I, I wasn't was I wasn't in the room, I, I was, was definitely green. somewhere in the building. That's so interesting. so green. Wow. Yeah. That's a great I first mean, audition. No one, can, no one can get you ready for auditioning. Yeah, but I could tell you that... A lot of people, I won't say it on here, but a lot, a lot of, of people, people auditioned for that role. You were in good company. Oh, good. And people who, by the way, then later became, you know, known, who weren't known at the time. So that was like a, it was a coveted role, role to play Angel. And Ben Foster got it. He didn't even necessarily look the part, He's like, great. in the drawings, but his acting was so good, and then yeah. they just made him look the part, and he, he was he was great. He was great. That. But that's right. a great story, though, that your first audition was Brett Ratner, X-Men 3. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And so your manager, was that the same manager mm-hmm. that you had met? Yep. Is that still your manager now? Yep. Wow. Long time. Oh, that's great. I'm very loyal. Yeah, that's that's important out here too. Yep. Um, so now what was the first thing you booked? So now you're auditioning, you're moving. My first thing I actually booked, actually didn't book. I was, you know, through a, friends with Amanda Columbus. Yeah. And Anna Ferris. Right. And there was a, uh, a role in House Bunny. I remember. That uh, they both called me and said, hey, listen, you know, we have this if if you want to do it, you know, it's uh, one of the fraternity guys and da 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 And I was like, great. So did that, shot it. A lot of it got cut from the movie. Right. Um, Actually, I remember seeing it. I remember that was your the one, the first yeah, time I saw you the, like, on screen. Yeah. One, one, the one part that made it. <laughs> I, I, uh, this is actually – was I friends with Rumor then? Yeah. Oh, was, yeah, Rumor. Yeah, I was friends with Rumor. That's right. And uh, her and I had this scene together where I, I go up and I buy a calendar. I remember. And I say I need two of them. <laughs> Because one's going to get ruined, right? From you know staring at it, <laughs> right? Uh, right. And then there was other scenes too, but that that's the one that made it. <laughs> but listen, no small parts. Exactly, it's a memorable role. Yeah. So that was 2008. Yeah. Funny came out, and then the first show I booked um, was actually a pretty big role, reoccurring on Viva Laughlin. Oh right. Yeah, with um, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, who Jackman. also yeah, was exactly. part of X Men. He was great. Um, 
fun fun uh, show to shoot. That like, was a musical, right? The catering was amazing. That's uh, very important. Yeah, it was great. The you know <laughs> casino life. I was the only person in the show that didn't sing. Where did they shoot that? Which is f- very fortunate for me. Yeah, uh, at <laughs> the Mays Robinson May behind the Beverly Hilton. Oh right. Yeah, they converted that into an into old a huge casino. casino. It was really cool. That is cool. We were on episode. I came in on episode three, I think. Right. And we were on six or seven filming, and they came in and pretty much just pulled the plug. It was a little ahead of its time. Now Smash. Now there's musicals. On yeah, TV, like Glee. They're really, and Glee. Yeah, of I don't course. think people were ready for it. No. Yeah. That happened. But and Hugh mean, Jackman it, was on it, right? Yeah, it was the main I mean, guy. You look back, you're like, how could a show with Hugh Jackman not make get it. canceled so quickly? Yeah, and it, well, literally they aired on like a Wednesday, right? The first episode, then showed the second episode on a Thursday, and then literally canned it. So oh so you're like there? No, my have you seen them? Yeah, I mean I have the some oh, okay. of the footage. That's good. Um, no, but you got to get the unaired episodes. I know. It's good. I don't have an entirety. I have like my clips. I wonder if they'll ever. It seems like they started releasing stuff on iTunes, like complete seasons of I don't shows. Know. I mean, it's so long gone now that. Yeah, but there's an audience for yeah, it. Yeah, we were on seven, I think, when they you know literally came in. We were in the middle of a scene. They're like, oh, you guys don't have to finish it. Right. Like what? But how excited we're were done. you to get that role? Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was great. I remember it was. I was so nervous my first time like you know cause I did a house bunny but i was with a bunch of friends right and um and this was just nerve-wracking because my first episode i did on it the, the director was was kind of rough yeah and um well sometimes tv directors yeah like, they have to move very quickly it's not like a movie yeah. and it's crazy too because you switch a lot of people don't realize you switch directors every episode right some shows yeah some shows yeah. um but for the first episode my counterpart was brock kelly Oh yeah, yeah. So I and I knew him, so we we. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. But then after that, it was just kind of me and my own. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I'd like but to it was see fun. that. I yeah. remember the first thing I saw you on on television was an episode of Greek. Greek. Yep. And you acted opposite. That might have been before. Was it? Was, was, that was before it before or after? I don't know. It I must think have been after. Greek was two thousand nine. Probably, um, probably after. Yeah, that was a show on ABC Family, and you acted opposite Paul James, who I yeah. went to college with. Paul's great. And he was one of the kids at Syracuse who was in that theater program and was in all the plays. So when I would go see other friends in plays, I would him. always see Paul. And I remembered him. And then, he's um, a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. He is. And when he this is a this is a crazy story too, which I'll have to have him on here to talk more about it. But he was living in New York and doing theater and stuff or thinking he was, you know, I think his manager was in New York. And he had just gotten to L.A., and he went on his first audition, and it was for a movie called Cry Wolf. And I was in the room. Really? I was interning oh, for yeah. Jeff Wadlow, the, the director. Yeah. And so I'm in the room when he walks in, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? And he ended up getting the role in the movie Cry Wolf. That's awesome. And it was his first movie. He booked it. First, first audition, audition, first movie? First audition in L.A., yeah. It, and he always I, says that I got it for him. I, I, there were, every role, there were three. I mean, he got it for himself. He's a talented kid. But every yeah. role had, like, it was narrowed down to, like, three actors for it. And whenever anyone would need someone to, like, chime in, like, who do you think? Who do you think? I'd always, like, push yeah, PJ. Yeah, I'd be like, PJ. hey, Paul James is really good. And, but they agreed. I mean, he definitely earned it. So I was watching Greek because Paul was on it, and you were in that episode. And yep. Tiffany DuPont, who later yeah. did Closing Time Closing with time, us. Yeah. Um, so what was that like? Did you explain the role on, on Greek <laughs> with you and Paul James? Because um, this comes back later, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's gay on the show. Right. And he meets me, and I just got out of a relationship with a girl. Right. And she apparently broke my heart, and I was feeling, like, needy or vulnerable. vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. And I I needed a companion. And uh, (laughs) I'm at a bar, and we start chatting, and I just like the attention that he's giving me. Right. So I don't tell him that I'm 
that I'm straight, you know, right. let him believe that I'm kind of gay. So he'll keep giving me, you know, keep talking friendship, to me. Friendship, yeah. Yeah, friendship. And uh, he misreads the signals. Misreads it and tries to kiss me. And I, I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing, man? Right. He's like, I thought you are gay. And I was like, no. Weren't you guys like workout partners? Yeah, we were workout partners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. He comes yeah. up, he's like, hey, nice biceps. <laughs> right, I nice remember. Abs. I just remember watching it being like, am I watching Paul James and Ryan Robbins flirting <laughs> yes. right now yeah. at a gym? I'm like. It was funny, too, because we kept doing take after take in the gym, and uh, I was doing I was doing pull-ups, and uh, I'd been with my trainer for a while, so they were fine, but after, like, the <laughs> yeah, tenth after. take of doing, you know, like, right. eight pull-ups each take, <laughs> right, I was like, lot. guys, my arms are just butter <laughs> right now. Right. So they gave me an apple box to start doing oh, the, the last, yeah. They should have done that from the beginning. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's I get a good workout in. Good yeah. workout in. Exactly. You kill two birds with one stone yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, so did you have any reservations about taking that part, or you were excited to be part of Greek? And just part of, be a part of Greek. I mean, yeah. I'm an actor. You have to, exactly. you, you know, you mold to the, the character that you're given. Right. Yeah. And Greek was a hit show. That was like four years on ABC Family. Yeah, four, maybe longer. Yeah, I think so. Four or five, yeah. Um, helped a lot of people's careers. I mean, a lot of people Absolutely. came out of that movie. Ainsley, Bubica. I mean, it's still Amber one of the Steven. tops on uh, like iTunes, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess as a new generation keeps going to college, or a new, keep you know, they it. keep discovering it. Yeah. yeah. That was a good show. It kind of put ABC Family on the map, too, with, yep. with television, and, uh, which comes up again. I never had any scenes with him, but he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, Clark Duke. Clark, yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah a lot of people emerged from that show. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Greek, and so your episode, do you remember what season it was? It was 2009. I don't remember. Yeah, but look for the episode with, yeah, look for it. with Ryan Raman. And then we talked about closing time in 2009. That was fun. That was and, a lot of fun. And for me, you know, when I was I'm, just a bunch of friends. Yeah, which was which was cool because, and we talked about this with Ben Savage the first episode, uh, but for me, it was an opportunity, you know, when you're breaking into writing and directing, everyone wants to see a sample of your work. So even though I had done three years with Brett Ratner, you know, people want to see, you know, I'd yeah. worked on these huge budget movies. They still want to see, like, what can you put together? Mm-hmm. And so I literally cast Closing Time over, at the time, everyone had Blackberry, so it was over BBM. Like, I would write to each friend and be like, hey, I have a role for you in this short film. You know, these are the dates. Can you do it? And everybody wrote back yes, you know, and, and I, then I would email the script. Like, you didn't even have to talk on the phone anymore to, yeah. to cast a TV show. You like to talk on the phone. You're a phone person. I'm but, a phone guy, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I cast that whole thing over BBM, and then... Um, Everyone showed up. We shot at Winston's and Cantor's, and it was like one of the most fun weeks of my life. I have to say, it was great. And and like you said, it was a group of friends. And I would I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, who's good at you know, who's uh, a good stylist? You know, they'll be the wardrobe stylist because they weren't really designing costumes for it. But you know, they had each actor come in and bring their own clothes yep. and pick it out. And I remember for you, they picked out the, my purple, the purple I still plaid have that shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny because in 2009, I didn't know. I was like, is that you know, and they're like, you don't understand. That's the new trend. Everybody's gonna be wearing plaid. Plaid again. I and can't believe I still have that shirt. It's, it's, it should I go, still wear it. That should go in the Smithsonian. That shirt. Yeah. The closing time I, shirt. I can't keep clothes longer than like <laughs> two weeks. My friends all steal them. You got to keep that one. Keep yeah, that I in do. a safe place. That's historic. Uh, I'm sure Ben Savage has his black suit. His oh, character yeah. wore like a yeah, overdressed suit. for the bar, which was funny with like a skinny tie. And, like, um, but for me, it was a great experience it was great working with you because the first time i didn't get to direct it i was producing that one yeah on the the web series but you know you sort of get into this rhythm with people and uh you just want to keep working with them like you and juliana guill and there's yep. all these people that i go back to all the time to work with cut to the table read the other day yeah we did a table read this week yep. um and yeah it's just you know there's something about 
remembering who was there when you were starting out and who did you favors and then hopefully Absolutely. it all comes back yeah um and work with friends that's what it's all about yeah exactly it was just super fun i was, it was four days and it was like 22 pages and we just we knocked it out we knocked it out and i like it i, I like that, that shot that you have fondly. the three of us walking across the street oh yeah too. i love it yeah. very entourage-esque yeah but yeah it was black and white uh walking to Win- uh, winston's bar um, so then after closing time, you know, so at, at that point I was following your career very closely. <laughs> and so you got a show on Teen Nick called Gigantic. Gigantic. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was my first, uh, actual regular on the show. Right. And it was basically the lead. I mean, it was you it was and Grace Gummer. Me and Grace Gummer. Who's, uh, Meryl Streep's daughter. Yep. Very talented girl. Okay. The whole family. Her yeah. sister has, uh, Emily uh, Osmond. Emily Dog- Owens, MD. Emily Owens, yeah, yeah. MD. Yeah. She got yeah. a new show. The acting um, definitely runs in the family. Yeah. It does not hurt to be Meryl yeah. Streep's daughter. They're, they're both great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was us and really good cast. And, actually, the Grace's mom on the show is one of the moms on The Lion Game now, too. Oh. Uh, um, Helen Slater. Oh, right, Helen Slater. Yeah. yeah. She's which, been in – she was um, – Secret she, to My Success. Right. But Love what it. was the movie where she was the mom to, like, the kids with the dogs? What movie is that? When we were kids. Oh, I know. It was uh, Lassie. They made a movie of the old TV show Lassie in the 90s. She was Supergirl or Superwoman? Yeah, she's been around. She's, yeah, she's, been around. she's a good actress. Yeah, she's great. Um, um, yes, yeah, so it was us. We, and we were, it was kind of an entourage for for kids, yeah. for kids like teenagers. Yeah, the premise was that these are the kids of celebrities. celebrities. And yeah. I was the kid from across the tracks. Right, you were the Romeo kid Juliet kind of thing. Wrong side of the tracks, right. Yeah. And the movie stars, they were like the Brad and Angelina, and this was their exactly. teenage daughter, and you were the boyfriend who worked at a restaurant. Exactly. I watched Gigantic. Listen, oh, yeah. I had never, you know I watched yeah. it. I would send you texts like, is it your baby? <laughs> yes, that's right. Like, What's going on? The baby looked nothing like me. <laughs> no, it wasn't, right? Oh, no, it, it, ended it ended up not, up not being, being your baby, thankfully. But, I mean, but. you can kind of tell. It was like <laughs> right. a Hispanic baby. And yeah. I'm, I'm not. But I had never seen Teen Nick before. It was a whole new yeah. a new world for me. But it was kind of, you know, it really wasn't for kids. It was teen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The stuff we dealt with. Yeah. Um, and as you remember getting that role, like where you were when you got that role? Cause that was yeah. Like, I mean, that was to be honest, <laughs> it was so funny because I kept going on all the auditions. And the first time I went for it, you know, it said 17 or whatever. Right. Um, 16, 17. I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. You know, at the time I was – 25 maybe maybe yeah maybe I like, there's no so way i'm getting this shave, so no i didn't shave close. oh you didn't shave no i was like there's no way i'm gonna get it i'll go read and i'm gonna i'll do it but ah. there's no way so i went with a beard like <laughs> i definitely not shaving in probably a week and a half but they must have seen a picture a headshot yeah i had read for that casting director before and uh so i did it they said it was great i got a call like later that day or the next day and they're like we definitely want to see him again but he's got to shave <laughs> so i was like okay fine i'll shave right <laughs> shaved Went back again. You know, the whole time I'm like, there's no way. There's, there's, you know, I'm going and I'm seeing the other kids that are auditioning. The, right. guy, the other guys. And I'm, you know, I feel a little out of place. Right. And but sometimes a 16-year-old boy looks like a 12-year-old. 12 you know, like yeah. too young. And now, when you're on, actually on camera, it's, it's yeah. completely different. Exactly. Kept going in and kept going in and kept going in. And then finally the, the test came along and, you know, everyone around me is younger. And then the network. And um, they cast pretty much all the guys first. There was a bunch of girls, too, but they couldn't find the girl. And um, I booked it. I remember I was – I think it was on my on my balcony when I got the phone call. You always know because – Well, everyone says that, yeah. You always know because you get the phone call, and it's you know it's from my manager, and their assistant's like, hey, Ryan, we have so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so on the phone for you. Right. When you have your, all your team on the phone, you know you book something. Everybody says excited. that. It's yeah. either really good or really, really bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So hopefully it's good. So I remember I booked it, and then uh, – then I had to keep going back in, and they were testing all the girls against me. And they flew Grace in from New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
How old is she? Is she in her twenties? Yeah, she's. Oh, so she, so she, that's she's how, like a year younger. Than well, that's the thing. If, if you're doing like a mix and match with a couple, as long as you both look the same age, yeah. then you could both. And that was the thing. A lot of the girls looked pretty like young against me. Yeah. And who else? Wasn't Gia Montagna on the show? Yep. And she's Joe Montagna's daughter. daughter. So yeah. it was really celebrity kids playing celebrity kids. Yep. And she was the bad girl. Listen, I watched it. Yeah. I know yeah, my gigantic. And I went. I came to the set one day to, um, to was, visit. Was Ben's brother directing that one? No, no, no. It was Joanna one. Kearns was directing. Oh, yeah. And she directed uh, one or two of Lion Game. Oh, Lion too. Game? Yeah. Oh, you're in good, you're in good company. Yeah. Um, but uh, Joanna Kearns, for people who don't recognize the name, was the mom on Growing Pains. She's Maggie Seaver. Oh my God! Did you not know that? No, I swear to God, I, I thought know I that. mentioned it to you. You that probably day. did, and it was. Just I was like starstruck. I walked in, and your director's Joanna Kearns. I was like Maggie Seaver. Wow, I didn't yeah, realize the that. The mom from Growing Pains. We watched, also had. Uh, grew up watching that. We also show. had Styles direct us. Julia Styles? No, Styles oh. from Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh. I was like Julia Styles directed Gigantic. Um, oh, Styles from Teen Wolf and Fred and Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. Kevin Arnold from The Wonder Years. Yeah, you had some good directors. Great there. director. We actually had. Amazing directors well, on that show. The scene that I got to watch you guys do, one of the scenes that the rain, day, right? was the rain scene, yeah. which was so like epic. That was probably the best shot of that show, I think. Yeah, and I'm glad I got to be there. Yeah. I think maybe I helped them out. I told them no, I don't. Um, I was drenched. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, it was yeah, cold, they had too. To fake the rain. Fake the rain. Outside a fake Chinese restaurant where your character worked. worked. And you guys have been kept apart, and the Romeo and Juliet thing has like come to a head, and she's not allowed to see you, and she shows up at your work, and we you make come out outside, and you, yeah. Passionately, passionately in the kiss. rain. Um, it was great. But yeah. also the choreography behind it, it was interesting to watch the them sort of. Yeah, and also where, you know, your movement with her because you couldn't hear because the rain is coming down. Yeah. So you guys had to nail it on on the first time. And you couldn't be back, too wet. Right. Get, go back, get dried off, put a new outfit on. Exactly. Right, you only could hair do that and so do many times. Yeah. yeah. But that must have been a good experience, that show. It was. I mean, anytime you get to work with fake rain and stuff, it's really cool. Yeah, but the whole show. I mean, so that, oh, yeah, that yeah. was on for two seasons. Yep. Um, and did you start to notice um, there was a change, like, when you would audition for stuff? Like, you were Absolutely. Out. You gain confidence. Yeah. You uh, gain confidence. And, you know, remembering lines becomes a lot easier. Right. Because you're constantly having to, to memorize. Well, yeah. So and Gigantic was a single camera show. So yep. what were your shooting? What was the shooting schedule like for that? Uh, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And like long days, probably long days. Yeah, six, yeah. like six, twelve hours, sixteen hours. Uh, yeah, like thirteen, fourteen hours. Yeah, depending on you know what the scene was. Like the rain, the rain scenes take it forever. Yeah, we're there all night. A lot of Disney and Nickelodeon stuff is multicam, yep. so it's a different, completely different schedule. But that exactly. was shot like a movie, basically, like yeah. a mini movie. Yeah. Um, but so did you start to notice? You know, now you're the kid with the show on Teen Nick, so it it gives you a little more leverage. Yeah, and w- leverage and. People read about it, or um, their kids watched it. Right. Um, and then all, acting in front of, you know, behind the camera, there's 50, 75 people right. all around the set. So an audition room with five people seems a lot less scary scary than, than it did before. Yeah. And the Gigantic came out around the same time that Twitter was taking off. So you yep. probably noticed feedback and oh, absolutely, yeah. developed a little bit of a following yeah. of your own. Um, and so after Gigantic, you stayed in the Nickelodeon family. Yep, which... And yeah, is that victorious. it? Probably came from. Uh, no, being I mean, known, I still right? I, well, I still auditioned for it. For um, it yeah. the help that I was on previously on yeah. Nickelodeon. So that was a show called the Victorious, mm-hmm. and, and that was which is crazy about that is you're saying, it, and that's a multicam, right? And I'd never done a show like that before. Oh, that's right. They're the one other of stuff, a kind, right? Yeah. So you know, I showed up the first day, and, and on that that show, they do Monday, Tuesday rehearsals, and then shoot Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, okay. But so you rehearse all day, and then at like two o'clock. Or no, three o'clock, three to four, they you run the whole show. 
you know, if right, guests right. come in, they can watch. Oh, right. But so you, straight through like a play, which is where your college experience in theater exactly. comes in handy. Yeah. But no one told me this. <laughs> so I literally showed up, you know, the table read, and usually um, you show up the first day and they give you the lines, but like you don't have any lines the first day. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. So I show up and uh, do the table read, and we start rehearsing. And they're like, all right, you know, when the um, actual rehearsal's at three to four, I'm like, what, what, what rehearsal? Right. And they're like, oh, we do the whole th- show, and you should probably, you know, you don't have to be off book, but it helps a lot. <laughs> right. I'm like, the whole, ep- the whole, I have to be off book for the whole episode? Right. And you had just seen it for the first time? See at what? the table read? The script? Uh, yeah. The full script. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was like, oh, man. All right. So, I, you know, I had my script, and they come up to me later, like, we're doing it again tomorrow to try and be a little more off book. You know, <laughs> right. some of the other people that have a lot of lines, like uh, Victoria has a lot of lines. Right. She, gets, she can hold the script. Um, <laughs> and she's got so much to memorize on top of that. Right. But they, you know, I come in and they expect me to, to know it all. So the next day, I mean, I knew every oh, word. Yeah. I was like, oh, crap. I don't want to get fired. Right. Because it's different. Yeah. You have all like multi multi-cam, multi-cam literally multiple cameras on you at once yeah. so it's from not every like, angle you yeah. can't just you know your coverage because they don't do coverage on that because they right. have to run four cameras right on a single camera you have time to pick up your script and, and yep. check it when the camera's on the other person exactly um so talk about what was your character on victorious i was the bad guy at school you think i'm like what the, was his name the again? cool guy Ryder Daniels. Ryder, right Ryder Daniels, Daniels, which is crazy because like my parents actually wanted i think my dad wanted to name me Ryder. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and then later on, my mom said no. So our pool cleaner, the little thing that scoops along the bottom, we named it Ryder. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that's where you got the name Ryan. I was no, like, what? no. Oh, Ryan. So, okay. I like the name Ryan. I actually, before yeah. I even knew you, I would put the name Ryan in scripts because like, I would always try to do like Romeo, Juliet, stuff like you said, and like the modern Romeo name for me oh, was Ryan. Ryan. Like, oh. the, and, like Ryan and Julie. I like when that. I'd write scripts in college, like if there was a love story, I would do Ryan and Julie. Um yeah, so it's a, it's a great name. Yeah, it's a really good name. I wonder if that was a nod to um, Boy Meets World at all, Ryder Strong. Maybe, and because William Daniels played Mr. Feeney, so Ryder. Daniels. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Li- I mean, I wouldn't put it past uh, yeah. Dan Schneider, the creator. That would be interesting. That, yeah, yeah. So we did that. It was a bad boy that came and pretty much used Tori for help with school. I remember. I watched that as well. That was actually the only episode of Victorious I've seen, I will admit. They're but good. They're yeah, good. you were in that. Um, um, my cousins love it. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, they love that show. It's over now, though. I know. What was it, three seasons? Three seasons, Well, yeah. there's, a there's like, a business model over at Nickelodeon where they do, like, 60 episodes of these shows, and then they run them forever. So they it's like it, yeah. you do 60, and then you move on to something else. But replay, it, replay, replay. It kind replay. of is good for the actors because they don't get too Sucked pigeonholed. In. Right. Yeah. Because it's hard to break out. Like, Miley Cyrus is doing it. She's breaking out of Hannah Montana, but it's not it's an not easy, an easy transition. Road, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah. so, wait, how, how old was Ryder Daniels? He's high school senior? Yep, 17, <laughs> I think. It's crazy uh, that you yeah. suddenly, <laughs> suddenly started regressing to 17, but it's great. I, know. I mean, hey, I was like, you'll have a long career. Take a plane. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So, did that show, uh, you know, as a bad guy, used her for grades. And actually, the um, that episode, I think, premiered after the Kids' Choice Awards, right? Yeah, it was, so that it was, was massive. That was one of their highest rated I'm sure. shows. Yeah. I remember um, it was like the iTunes number one. Yeah. And I was singing the, the episode, week. and it's not oh, my you do voice. Sing. Oh, it's, it's not, not your voice, voice at all. Uh-oh. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so good in that singing. I was yeah, like, but I think High School me. Musical is the same thing, that it was not oh, really yeah. their voices. Exactly. I don't know. Are we allowed I mean, to say that? he did some, but. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, a, is that yeah. known? I don't know. I think so. So, wait, do you, what was the song called? What's that song from that episode? Because it became a popular single. Like a radio oh, song. that from the, the one she sings. Song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- Beg it on your knees. Oh, right. But yeah. you were the 
the guy she the was bad guy in the video or not bad guy no, the I wasn't bad in the boy. video but I was yeah, in the in the episode episode yeah that the song came from that she sings she sings a song to me but that becomes you know especially now like I said with Twitter like for kids growing up and teenagers watching you know Gigantic and Victorious that you become part of the pop culture like you become writer from Victorious yep. you know my cousins know you as that yep. which by the way I have to get autographs for them I've been meaning to do it's, that forever. it's funny because kids will run up and be like oh my god are you a writer right I'm like yeah, and it was just one episode, but it plays oh, forever, all the, t- all the time. Yeah, yeah. So now, did you start in, start again noticing, yeah, getting recognized and stuff like that? Did you, when did that start to happen? Uh, it really depends where, where you are. Right. You know, outside of LA, right? It happens, or it's kids and and um, uh, big with kids and big with gay guys. Oh, for because of nine hundred two now, which yeah. we'll get to that. Wait, yeah. is that the next thing on your list? Yeah, that is the next thing. Perfect transition, yeah, Brian. <laughs> uh, also, also two thousand eleven. Uh, 90210, last season, uh, you were on for four episodes. Uh, yeah, right? and, and back this season. You're going to be back this season yep. for season five. And actually, we've had two of your current castmates on. Uh, Riley Smith yep. was on, on on the list, and Rob Mays. Rob Mays. Yeah, they've both been on. They've both talked about 90210. They both joined this season. Um, this season? Yeah, season five. What? Who's Rob playing? Uh, there's... there's so he's like an international man of mystery type character, and mm. he gets involved in the Sinead Grimes, Riley Smith storyline. Gotcha. Actually, Rob's episodes, I think, started this week as long as they, you know, it didn't get preempted because of the hurricane. It might How have many did he preempted. do? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. He's still shooting them. And okay. Riley, too. Well, maybe we'll have uh, Oh, maybe you guys will intercept. Except yeah. I had to fly back and forth from Austin to do the show. Right. So you, have you started 90210 yet for this season? Yeah. I've done three episodes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. It was you know it's crazy. I would film Monday through Wednesday <laughs> right. in Austin and then fly back and shoot Thursday Friday here for nine hundred two. Nine hundred two. So talk about your character at nine hundred two. Now that uh, um, Trevor Donovan, who's Teddy on the show, right? I'm his boyfriend, Shane. Shane, and uh, yeah, we meet and we're both political. His his um, uncle is uh, a Republican and against gays, and I work for his. Nemesis, the you know who's going right. against his uncle. Was that Bra- uh, who's Brandy? Brandy, yeah, right? So. Wait, is she the actual? But she's like running the campaign, or she's no, running. She, she's running against oh, that's right. his uncle. That's right. Um, Brandy Norwood. Yeah, and I'm like her. Moesha. You know, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, she was great. So I, I work with her, and you know, try to get her elected, and we uh, we. Did you guys know I, each other in the past? We had met. We had met in like can't no Cancun, I think, or <laughs> right. uh, somewhere. I can't remember. And, you know, I guess I had, like, a fling and never right. thought we'd run into each other again and then run into each other and right. start dating. And then we get, you know, one of the episodes we get fake married in Vegas right. by Elvis, right. impersonator. But, yeah, gay, a gay marriage on I think TV, it was, the, it was pretty big, groundbreaking. It was a really big deal because yeah. I think it was one of the – I don't know, it wasn't the first, but it was one of the, the first, like – But on CW especially, yeah, probably like the gay first. Gay ceremonies yeah. on TV. Right. So now talk about that. So you're uh, – Everyone who's been on here has mentioned 90210 at some point. Like Everybody's some been way. on the show. Everyone's been, everyone we know has been on it. So for you, you probably were just waiting for the day. When is my turn to be on 90210? Yeah, because I've auditioned for that show so many times. And right. Been, David Rappaport yes. comes up a, a lot great. on here. Yeah. Um, you know, always it was one or two, one or two. Uh, I was out of town a while back, and they called me and asked me, you know, this offered me one of the roles. Um, but I couldn't get back in time. Right. Uh so then it was just just kind of finding the right role to do. Right. This, this happened to be it. Yeah. And, and it was so great because, you know, Teddy and I drive off in the last last season. We drive off together to go to Washington, D.C. to live together. Right. Not to come back. 
and then uh, he comes back, and I come back, and the storyline's pretty crazy. Right. So that's good. Yeah. So were they? Did they leave it? They always left it open ended, like the way they did the storyline that you guys could come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you knew it was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you got that, uh, you knew. I mean, you know everybody. Like Jessica Stroop's on the show. I've known she, Anna McCord. She's probably the longest girl I've known in yeah. LA. Yeah. We've known those girls since Eight before years, they. Yeah. Sometimes. Before they really hit it big. Yeah. I met Jessica Stroop when she did. Um, the Hills Have Eyes too with my friend Rashad. It's oh yeah. Trick. yeah, yeah. And Annalyn, I met. Uh, and they all did. Uh, she had just done Nip Tuck prom night together. Right. Well, that was it. We did a prom Kellen, night party. Yeah. yeah. Kellen Lutz and Brittany, Brittany Snow, all of them worked together. Scott Porter. Scott Porter. Yeah. It's interesting and it's fun to watch everybody, you know, start out together. Yeah, and come up together. Yep. And then break off into their own things and find their own success in different ways. Everyone's doing super well yeah, right now. That's awesome. Um, it's really great. Uh, so, nine hundred two zero. What's that experience been like? Again, did you have reservations with the gay character? Like you said before, it was like an actor playing a role. Yeah, um, yeah it's just an actor playing a role. It's for me. It was just like uh, I mean, I think a lot of people might have problems. You know. Not problems with it, but feel uneasy about it. Right. And, uh, well, because again, you don't want to be typecast or you know. exactly. And uh, I didn't. It's just. It is what it is, and and I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. It, I'm an actor. It's my job. Yeah, and it's sort of an extension of the Greek character because the Greek exactly. character wasn't gay, wasn't and gay. so now it's like and now the next I am level. Gay. So you said you have sort of a following from that. What's the feedback been like? Oh, great! And I mean, they just love that um, how tasteful it's been done, and right. you know, that showing the wedding. And I really didn't want to make the character. Um, Stereotypical. Stereotypical. Yeah. Stereotypical. He's not at, at all. all. Yeah. I wanted to make him, you know, a bunch of my friends are, are gay guys and, and right. they're not like that. And I didn't want to, you know, middle America to think that that's. <laughs> right. Like cartoonish. Way to, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like so that's why we, so we play him, um, you know, very just straight and normal. And, and um, a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah. So that's exciting. So that's coming back. Do you know when your episodes start airing or no? I think I'm an eight on. Okay. Yeah. We got a seven on. Seven or eight on. That's great. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it's okay. really fun. So now the big thing that you've been working on for the last three months, I mentioned it before, is a show called The Lion Game on ABC Family. Yep. It's and a lot so of fun. You, yeah. So you were doing Lion Game and 902 at the same time. Yeah, that was crazy. And I was very fortunate to be able to yeah. not have one show. Well, I remember when you you told me when you were leaving to Austin, you're like, I'm going to be back for like back and forth just to work. There's yeah. a lot of flying. Yeah. And you're playing two probably completely different characters, I'm going to guess. Yeah, because I've been filming The Lion Game for so long. To, before I came back for 90210, when I got on set of 90210, I kind of forgot <laughs> right. what I was playing. Yeah, you have to fall back in love with Trevor yeah. Donovan. Yep, exactly. Um, so talk about The Lion Game. That show is on ABC Family. It's in it its starts, second season. Second season. It starts January 8th at 9. It's, oh, okay. It follows uh, Pretty Little Liars. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, huge following for yeah. Pretty Little Liars. Um, so January 2013, that comes back. You shot 10 episodes in Austin, we Texas. We 10, and then we'll be doing another 10. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you in, in for those? February, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about your character on Lion Game. Um, Jordan Lyle's my name. Uh, <laughs> Crushing Hearts out. is my game. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> your game. So I come, I'm from uh, Beverly Hills, and I moved to, it's, it's, the show is set in Scottsdale. Oh, perfect. Which is weird because that's my parents, and that's where my parents live. Oh, and now. I'm from Texas, and it shoots in Austin. Oh, really? So I wonder yeah, why it doesn't weird. take place in Austin. Uh, Austin seems know. like, you know, it's such a great well, city to... It was just Scottsdale's kind of like, um, I don't know, I want to say like Beverly Hills of Phoenix, right. but it's but kind they of, should, it's I'm kind surprised of like they that. don't shoot it in Arizona. Uh, yeah, you have tax breaks, I guess. Oh, yeah. Texas, yeah, and, yeah. And they have the Austin Oh, and they have all Fest. that crew, yeah. too, that you mentioned yeah. from Friday Night And they right. have the, the stu- studio there. They took over the old airport. 
Okay. So all of our stages are hangers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So you booked this role over the summer, right? June, July? Yeah. Right. June, so was that? June, I, th- I think. Was it, was that, it was another kind of thing. I went in. Another audition. Yeah, it was 17 again. Doing. So Again? Again, at this point, oh I'm 28. God. You're forever 17. I know. It's For great. a long time now. Almost since 2005. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Uh, or 2008. And, well, uh, actually, you were older in the early stuff. You were a frat guy in House Bunny. You were like yep. old college guy in Greek. Greek. And then you went back. Or 902 and 0. Right, right. And, and then, then somehow, still going back. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it was 17. I was like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'll go in for it. And you know, I went in. I had two auditions that day. It was kind of – L.A. had been kind of dry for a while on auditions. And then in right. two days – Well, had, it's right after pilot season yeah. ends, right? It was in four days. I had, Or in two days, I had four auditions. So this was the first one I went to that morning and then I was headed I went to my second one and while I was at my second one they called me and said they need to see you back at the line game oh wow at like 6 the same day same day that's great so I went straight back and then uh, booked it the next morning and and you knew it was in Austin no you knew I didn't it. oh you didn't no <laughs> because I got I had four auditions in two days so I wasn't like keeping in I didn't think I would have booked it the next day you right, know right. same day so I didn't look to see where it filmed I figured, <laughs> I figured LA right so they called me like um, you need to pack your bag you're going to you know it's t- 10 episodes I remember and you're going to Austin in two days I yeah like, I was like what it's yeah. crazy so I didn't know how I know I packed really quick I packed for like a week and a half two weeks <laughs> and by a month and a half I was like guys I gotta go home I need clothes <laughs> I need more stuff yeah, yeah. that's yeah. exciting it was really cool it happened so fast which was the cool thing about it because usually in this business it's all waiting yeah you know waiting for the phone call and, right you know, waiting for their choices and stuff. Well, do you find that um, a lot of times when you think you didn't get it is when you do get it? Like, that's sort of been a pattern on here that people talk about. Like, or, or maybe when they didn't, you know, they were in a rush. Like yep. you said, you had four in that day, so you weren't too obsessed with anything. Yep. So you maybe were more effortless. Yep. I, and then you got it. You were yeah, being more just real, you know, instead yep. of worrying so much about the lines and over-rehearsed. Because I had the four, yeah. I was I wasn't so focused on just one to where you know you, right. you go in and you do and it, and you get you, it, and you forget about it, and you go to the next one, as opposed to doing it, and then you have all day to think about it. Right. And a lot of the time it happens for me at least. I will walk in like, man, I, I did not do well in that. Right. And then they'll call back and like, he was great. Well, that's loved it. that's what it seems like the yeah. pattern is. And when I'm like, I did great. They're like, yeah, no, they liked you. Just wasn't it. I was like, crap. Yeah, but that's like a secret I think for up and coming actors is that. Don't be discouraged if you feel like you didn't get it because oh, absolutely. a you lot don't, of you times, don't know how it reads. Yeah. And a lot of times the one you did when you were rushed or, you know, you didn't, you know, overdo it is the one that you get, you know. Yep. And so that's great. Yeah. So what was the Lion Game experience? Like 10 episodes. That's got a great young cast of, like, up-and-coming Yeah, they're great. Alexandra Chando and, and Blair Redford. And you yeah. met them last night. They came to the... They came to the haunted house. Oh, I probably didn't even know. Were they in costume? No. Uh, no. I meet them? Well, I'd introduce you outside. Oh, I don't know we're, if I put it together. Yeah, you probably didn't put it together. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, um, was, I was in the zone wearing yeah, my scream mask. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's your cast. We became, the, the three of us became really, really close. Yeah. And um, then Alice Gretchen's on the Alice show. Gretchen, I've met her a bunch yeah, of times. We have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, she's great. And yeah. Ali Gonino. Is um, Randy Wayne on the show still? No, he was. He was on last season. Right. Okay. But yeah, it's crazy that like again, yeah. it's like a nine hundred two and zero kind of thing. It employs a lot of the kids that we know. Well, it was crazy about the show as opposed to like a nine hundred two and zero is is we have the core group is like six of us, right? And then the parents too, but six of us as kids, and that's it. We don't have guest stars. Oh, really? It's all just us. We'll have guest stars occasion, but you know, a cop guest star, right? That's a couple lines, but right. no one actually comes in as a nine hundred two and zero 
you have characters like Shane and like all these people coming in all the time. So do I need to watch season one so I can follow season two, or can I pick it up with season two? What do you think? Because it's on I, well, Netflix. It's yeah, on I iTunes. figured out I get, when I figured out I got it. I I watched all twenty episodes. You know, it's an hour show. So was that I watched one, all twenty episodes? Was twenty the first season days. or the second? Yeah. Was that the first two seasons? First season was twenty episodes. Oh wow, that's we, great. We twenty episodes. Oh, you a break, they break it up, yeah. right? Oh, that's great. Um, so what did you I, find when you watched it? Was it? It was you know it's, it's, a, it's a great stage. Yeah, it's a great show, but it, it you know you could. If you watch the second season without the first, you, you'll, they'll catch you up. Right. They'll I'll watch it. Yeah. Listen, I've watched... I know. I appreciate that. Your other shows. I could watch I could it's, watch ABC Family. Yeah, it's, it's a good show, actually. <laughs> it's fun. That's cool. And the, everyone's great on it, too. And what's the premise of the show? Is it like a Pretty Little Liars type show? Uh, yeah, we're on a... It's, you know, both... <laughs> that that night is like lying central on, <laughs> right. on ABC Family. Right. And ABC Family... Is where you started with Greek. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's two? It's one gr- two twin sisters separated yeah. at birth. Oh, okay. Um, find each other in the search for their mother, their birth mother. They're both put up for adoption, and in the search for their mother, they find each other, and no one knows to keep it a secret. Oh, and that well, they're sisters. Well, yeah, and well, oh, cool. one goes to like a really um, poor, not nice family, and the other one goes to a really wealthy family in Scottsdale. And when the girl from Scottsdale wants to go look to L.A. for their mother, <laughs> the other one comes and takes uh, her place. Interesting. And pretends to be her. Is it one girl playing both roles? Yeah. Uh, cool. Which is crazy because I like that kind of she, has to, um, she has to stand in. So she, all her lines as one character are to the stand in. <laughs> yeah. And then she has to go change, redo her hair and, and, and everything and come back and switch it and do those lines to her sister. So, yeah. So she has a, a lot of work to yeah. do and so a lot of lines to memorize. Playing her own twin. Yeah, but she's really she's really good at changing both of them to make them separate. Yeah, that's a big undertaking. Yeah, which is it's hard. like the parent trap, but exactly. dramatic. Exactly. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So that starts in January. January. I'm definitely gonna watch and that. And what? How do you like living in Austin for three months? It was great. It was a good change. Um, you know, the, the cast you know, from being from Texas. I had some friends out there from high school, and they yeah. lived went to UT there and just lived there and work. So it was fun getting to see them, and my best friend drove. His girlfriend actually lived in Austin. He lives in Houston. So he would come every other weekend. Um, was he one of the members of the tripod that you mentioned? No, he was the friend <laughs> for that we used to drive back and forth to see. Sometimes oh, those two. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Taylor, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he came out a lot. Um, ben came out and saw me. Yeah. But, but your cast is your family. It's all you have out there, really. Yeah, no, Ben said you were really like a tight-knit yeah. group of Yeah, friends. so we did everything together. And uh, to be honest with you, I think their movie scene is like – better than LA's. In Austin? Yeah. Shooting movies? Well, well yeah. no, no, in the fact of like their movie theaters, they have Alamo oh, okay. Draft House and oh, the yeah. Violet Crown, these great places that really focus on movie watching. Yeah, well, the Austin, the film festival is really yeah. big out there, and I remember when Sandra Bullock did the movie Hope Floats. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she shot that in, in Austin, Texas, and she Did's became a like a big fan of the area and started like promoting the idea of shooting she movies two in Austin, there. Texas. Yeah, and now she like fell in love yeah. with it. And I've, I've never. Conhey. And Matthew McConaughey, right? And I've never been, but I've everyone always says like you would love Austin. It's great. Texas. The food's amazing. The food, like the, it's just supposed to be fun. Yep, it's like the just, L.A. of Texas, right? And uh, the Terrence Malick film, new film. Oh yeah, was filming right next to us. So you know, Gosling and and um, yeah, there's a bunch. What's of the name? Uh, Black Swan. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. There you go. They were um, their trailers were right next oh, to ours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're always driving around and. Yeah, but there's definitely cool. a lot of film production going on there. A lot. And just even aside from that, there's just so much else to do there. Well, I'm yeah. glad you have ten more episodes. Maybe I can come visit. Yeah, I need absolutely. An excuse to go to Austin, come with Texas. Ben again. Yeah, 
we had a bit of fun. fun. Yeah. And so you said your character's from Beverly Hills, so you play like a snobby Beverly Hills kid? Not really snobby. I, my stepmom um, turns out to be their birth mother. Okay. I got to try to follow that. Your yeah. stepmom is their birth mother. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, stepmom. So yes. you're not related. I'm not related. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it took me so I, I moved there to stay with her. Oh, okay. Um, and that's what brings oh, that's me fine. out there. Yeah. And uh, gets you in the mix. Yeah, I'm actually like I originally being cast I was kind of supposed to be I think maybe not the, the best guy. But then I guess after the the um, they saw some of the dailies and stuff and the chemistry with people they started molding Make him you to nicer. be yeah, nicer and, and more So it's likeable. just a rough exterior. Exactly. But you've really got a heart of gold. There's a, there's a little bear down in there. <laughs> right. Right. It's kind of like the, the Victorious character. You start out as this bad boy who comes well, to town. No, the Victorious character, I start out good and then I'm really Oh, right. Really you were shitty. a bad Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So this yeah. is a twist. So this is over. great. Yeah, it's great. It's been fun. And what else do you have going on? What else is in the works? Um, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, just still, now I'm auditioning, you know, for other stuff. But you're still shooting 90210. Still shooting 90210. So how's it going to work? You're going to finish out 90210, then go back to Austin for 10 more episodes of Lion Game? Yeah, we won't go back till March or, oh, okay. or February. Well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and I should be done with 90210 by then. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So for people who watch 90210, they know about your character. And that's it's on Mondays now. Yep. Right. They moved it to Mondays, Mondays. And then Lion Game will be in January. Um, so we do something here called the mystery question. Okay. Which I'm sure you know as being yep. a big fan of I am. on the list. Um, so my guest last week, as we mentioned, was Lance Bass. Yep. And he left a question in an envelope that I don't know the answer to. It's all sealed. So you open that up and it'll, you know, be the last topic we discuss. Oh, boy. It could be anything Knowing in the Lance, world. I'm scared. I don't know. But he didn't know you were the guest. So I know, that's true. He might have been very polite. And then I will give you a card and an envelope to leave it for the next one. So what's the question from Lance Bath? Who has taught you most in life, and what's the best lesson? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. Can I say it? Can I tell everyone that your mom is, is in the oh, studio yeah, with yeah. us? My mom is in the <laughs> studio with us, so... Um. So now you're under here in the <laughs> no. spotlight. If you don't say your mom, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Who has taught you the most in my life? I was actually going to say my parents to begin with. Um, I believe it, even if you weren't here. I believe it. Um, and what's the uh, – tell me the most in life would be my parents. They were very good at um, teaching me manners and how to treat people right. and, and um, you know, not to take life too seriously. And the best lesson um, – that's a tough one. The best lesson was taught. It's a thought-provoking question from Lance Bath. Yeah, it is. Part is kindness. It does get you far out here, I have to say. And, yeah, not me out far. Just, just give people the respect and kindness that you want back. And yeah, but I think um, that's what I mean. I think like karma is a real thing. Yeah, I, I think agree when too. you're you treat people well, it comes back. Yeah, I agree. And it helps you sort of if you help people, people help you back. And stay in, and staying positive. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom, both my parents are, are very positive and positive thinkers, and always look at the the best in any situation. Um, so that's what I say it would be. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Perfect answer. Oh, and look both ways when you cross the street. Well, yeah. Yeah. That helps you, too. There was that. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah, thank and you. And it couldn't have been more perfect being having your mom as a guest in the studio. I know. And, yeah, and playing to my mom being friends. Yeah, that's right. It all yeah. comes full circle. It does. On, on the list. It always does. Um, well, that was great. That was fun. That I got to fun. learn some stuff that I didn't even know about you. Yeah. The early days of Ryan Arnold. early days. 
So now I am going to give you a card and an envelope so that you can fill out a mystery question for next week's guest. Awesome. Um, and who the guest will be is a mystery, and what you write down will be a mystery. The and pressure uh, is on. Yeah, and we will open that next week. Cool. One more time, check out 90210 this season, obviously, for Ryan Rotman and Rob Mays and Riley Smith, yeah. and then the Lion Game in January. So yeah. I have until January to catch up on season one. Yeah, it's, it's 20 weird. episodes. It I'm going to watch it for January real. January 8th, I don't know what day that is. But it's usually on Mondays, I believe. And it will be 2013. It, follows, it will be. Crazy. Man, so weird. Time Especially with storms and everything. Yeah. The Aztec calendar. I know. We'll get there. We'll get to we'll January 2013. We'll I have faith. I feel like I'm staying positive. Yeah, exactly. It's my lesson in life. Exactly. Stay positive. <laughs> the world is not ending. Yep. Um, nope. On that note, though. <laughs> We're ending. This episode of On <laughs> List is ending. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening thank to for, this episode. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah. That was awesome. And everybody, listen to all the podcasts on hahajk.com. And also, if you go to wahoos.com, you can sign up to enter the contest to win a party at an exclusive Hollywood venue with the host of the hahajk.com podcast network. Check it out. Yeah, Ryan Rotman says check it out. Um, so thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Ryan Rotman, for being here. Thank you. There's another episode of On the List in the books, and I will talk to you guys all next time. Bye. Away for Hollywood Away for Hollywood So misunderstood So keep fighting on When all hope is gone You live and you learn The tables will turn So shine like you should Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best.